www.citr.ca. I'm your host, Adam Yanish. And so, like, today is 420. Ha ha. It's the day when all the stoners took up. And uh, perhaps that explains why we couldn't play the theme song on time. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> There's some lady talking to me, telling me it's a preview. That was awesome. Um, so we're totally getting high here to celebrate 420. <laughs> All, right. All right, enough of that nonsense. But it is 420, and there's a huge um, there's a huge party going down at the art gallery downtown as we speak. Uh, sadly, we are not there. We are in the studio, and I swear to you, we are not uh, intoxicated, or at least not uh, high enough to uh, to to not make the show possible, we are determined to still make a show despite all the the high refer- despite all the refurb madness going on around us. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We have uh, said the whale said the whale. They have won a Juno Award for best new group, new band, and uh, so they're going to be uh, talking to us on the show uh, from their tour bus in the wilds of uh, Wild Rose Country in Alberta. And we'll find out uh, about their listening habits, because it's not what you might expect. Also, uh, we'll talk about Dress Me Up In Your Love, which is a sort of a play-slash-fashion show-slash-something else altogether happening at uh, The Cult right now. It has begun, and it explores um, the themes of, of uh, identity and stories and, um, and all that good stuff through uh, the medium of clothing using clothes to explore uh, life, life itself, really. We'll also uh, talk to a couple of guys from a group called Puddle City Arts, and they want to promote local artists, unsigned musicians, maybe you are one such musician, who, uh, who want to get out there and play, play music in venues uh, of all stripes, uh, even cafes, uh, at, in an effort to, to spice up the, the Vancouver music scene. So we'll talk to them about how they got started and how you can get uh, in touch with them if you are an aspiring musician and want some help getting, uh, getting your music out there to the masses. We also will be talking about Mambo Italiano, which is a comedy about coming out and uh, telling your Italian parents that you're gay. Uh, hilarious comedy. <laughs> and we'll get the scoop on that. And uh, Pump Trolley Comedy. Pump Trolley is a improv and sketch team, an eight-member ensemble, and they're coming up with a show in the next little while. So we'll talk to them as well. So tons of good stuff, lots of music. Oh, right, and we're going to give away tickets. We're giving away tickets to Panther and the Superfly, and that's on April the 29th. And we're going to be giving those tickets away in about uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes for two free tickets to a music show. So stay tuned for that. Now, before we get on with the rest of uh, the show, um, I have to touch back on what I talked about last week. Last week, I was um, harumphing. I was sighing at, uh, at our election, that the campaign that is taking place right now, May 2nd, is the day we are all meant to vote. And if you listened last week, I was just going... <sighs> A lot, uh, because uh, I, I wasn't inspired, I'm not inspired by the issues or the candidates, and frankly, not even the voters. I'm not inspired by you voters. That's what I was saying last week. Um, and 
It turns out that uh, the same day that uh, I was ranting uh, was also the day that a little website called shitharperdid.com came out. Uh, a few hours before I made my rant, that website uh, actually crashed because a million Canadians uh, went online and watched or, or went to this website to check it out. And uh, it's actually been incredible. It's been amazing the response that these guys have gotten. And it's clear that uh, the folks at shitharperdid.com were inspired by that same kind of sort of despair at apathy. They were just despairing at uh, a lack of engagement on all our parts. And so they decided to do something about it and created this amazing website uh, that features, that highlights the not-so-awesome things that our Prime Minister Stephen Harper has done over the last few years so that you as a voter can get informed uh, and also get informed about your options to, to not vote for Harper. Um, so that's exciting. So that website is up. It's shitharperdid.com. If you... YouTube shit Harper did. Uh, there are hilarious promo videos of ordinary Canadians saying things like, I'm not Ben Mulrooney, or if I was the chick from The Notebook, would you, and told you to vote, would you? Uh, we might play one later in the show, but uh, you can check that out on YouTube. They have all the videos there. And there's another great little organization, and they're called votemob.ca. And there you can find a huge list of places where young people, or I guess anybody's invited, um, kind of swarm in uh, mass declarations of, of voting interest. That is to say, they all get together and say, we're all going to vote, and have huge placards, and, and they storm uh, politicians' rallies. They did, they did uh, a conservative rally a few weeks ago, I think in Guelph it was. Uh, students just showed up in a huge mass and said, we're all voting. Don't forget about us. We're alive. We're awake. And uh, and that's really cool to see. It's cool to see people engaged. So I have to kind of I have to issue a retraction. Last week I said that I was disappointed in in um, in voters, and uh, and and instead this week I'm inspired. So way to go, everybody. Um, so ch check that out. Vote Harper. Oh, sorry, vote Harper. Don't don't go there. VoteMob.ca and ShitHarperDid.com. All right. Well, uh, on with uh, with the show now. Uh, what are we doing first? Ah, yes, we're going to talk about "Dress Me Up in Your Love." It's part theater, part art installation, part fashion show. It's called "Dress Me Up in Your Love," a collection of stories about clothes woven together through music, dialogue, movement, and even animation. I spoke to Anita Roshan a couple of weeks ago when they were heavy in rehearsal. She's the co-director of this theater replacement uh, production, and we talked about the huge collaboration that is making this project possible. But first, I asked her, are clothes a good starting point for... Oh, oh. <laughs> are we smoking up again? Well, dude, it's for 20, and we're totally, totally high. Let's try that again, shall we? Uh, but first, I asked her, are clothes a good starting point for exploring identity? Absolutely. Well, I think people wear clothes to show the world who they are. Right. Um, so it's, you know, one of the things, you don't get to choose what body you get, you don't get to choose your eye color, hair color, but you do get to choose what you're going to wear. Um, so I think people's identities are really tied up in, in what they wear. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious how you do that. <laughs> how do you use clothes as a sort of medium for this exploration? Um, in asking the people for outfits, 
Uh, we did ask them to donate to us or to lend us outfits of significance, so either attached to a significant moment in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, we do have one outfit that uh, someone was wearing um, when his house burnt down. He went out to walk his dogs, and when he came back, the house had been burned down. So mm-hmm. this outfit that would have probably just gone, you know, not it, it isn't beautiful in any particular way. It's jeans and a T-shirt, but... Yeah. Uh, achieved significance through this horrible event. Um, but then we also have um, an outfit actually collected from my mother that was the dress that she wore when she won a, like a, a, a competition when she was 16, like a, a, a mismounting miss competition. Well, what is that? Like a beauty competition, oh, okay, basically, okay. <laughs> or talent competition. Right. Yeah. And then do you... T- um use these stories uh, specifically in the shows, or, or is do, it just we, the catalyst? We do a variety of treatments to the stories, mm-hmm. um, where sometimes we tell them in first person, sometimes we tell them in third, sometimes we insert them into fictional scenes, and sometimes we very much read from the verbatim interviews. Not read, but recite from the verbatim interviews. So we do take a, a number of approaches to the stories of the outfits that are that have been collected and then we also relate them to our own personal stories and then weave in fiction and a lot of a lot of the um you know one of the themes of the through lines in the piece is trying each other's stories on so using the metaphor of clothes being able to interchange put on a different top with a different pair of pants and then try on a, a different top um we try that with stories also, each other's stories. So we mix and match, basically. That's interesting. And I, and I guess what that brings to mind is a sort of universality, right? That uh, even though this is your story or your clothing, you can share it. And, and in the end, we all can wear each other's clothes. That's right. Cool. Now, I want to ask you about the level of collaboration in this show, because just looking it up online, I see that you are a co-director, you're a dramaturge uh, with with other people, um, and then uh, there was just a a massive list of participating artists. Give me a sense of the scale of this. Um, Well, there's no playwright. I think that's that's probably the the root of the collaboration, is that there's there's not a playwright um, in the room. Uh, well, there's everyone's playwright, right. I guess I should say. There's not one designated playwright. So we are all responsible for creating bits of material and then um, just a, a lot of material generation, which then gets woven together um, in a particular way. And certainly um, Barbara Clayton, who um, is, is the designer for the show, she gives a lot of dramaturgical feedback. Uh, the actors do... And Maiko, who is performing in the piece, is also a director. So there's um, a lot of us are wearing many hats in the room. That, that must be extremely difficult, is it not? To, like you say, not have a single uh, playwright, but uh, just constantly generating all these ideas. How do you do that? It seems very chaotic. Um, it isn't chaotic. We assign specific times to do it. And then ultimately, it's myself and Maiko who... Um, uh, at the end of the day, go well. This piece is staying in, or this piece isn't, and organizing the material into uh, a narrative arc, hmm. um, or or um, you know at least into a cohesive piece. So um, I would say it's there is a fair amount of organization. It's just a, being quite intentional about it. You know what I mean? We're not generating material all the time, and then 
everyone fighting for it yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, you're not doing it just for the fun of it. Like, oh, let's just think of a million ideas for the next three exactly. hours. Exactly, yeah. And how long will this process continue? Will it uh, go right up until uh, performance begins? Will it continue after? Um, there's some sections in the show that aren't scripted that, you know, there's a, well, okay, do this roughly in this section. So um, creation will happen every night on stage because, um, because there will be some improvisation on stage. But um, to answer probably more specifically your question, um, the, the shape for the show is done now. Uh, we go up in a week and a half. So the, you know, the general shape for the show is done. We may do some reordering, um, but I would say we are, you know, 75% there. We're probably not going to create suddenly 40 minutes of new material <laughs> in the next week and a half. Right. Yeah. Well, we look forward to it. Is there anything else you'd want to add? It is a really fascinating show. There's some beautiful stories in there, and, and um, I think it'll appeal to a fairly broad audience. Um, so come and see it. <laughs> you heard the lady. Come and see it. It's called Dress Me Up in Your Love, and it's playing right now at the Culch until the 23rd of April. Tickets to that uh, start at $15 and are available at tickets.theculch.com. And a note for you that tonight, April 20th, there are two-for-one tickets available. And on April the 21st, that's Thursday, uh, it's, uh, there's a post-show talkback. So check that out. Now we're going to take a uh, quick break and uh, fill up our bongs because it is 420. And when we come back, uh, we'll speak to Tyler from Said the Whale. So stay with us. Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. LiveVan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. Hey, you're listening to The Arts Report on CITR. I'm Adam, and local band Said the Whale have had enormous success since their inception in 2007. For example, their song Camilo the Magician became a hit on commercial radio. In September 2010, they came second in the Peak Performance Project and took away a cool $75,000. And now, just a few weeks ago, they won best or sorry, they won new group of the year at the Juno Awards. I called up Tyler from the band as they drove down the rolling hills of Alberta. They've been touring all over Canada and the US and we talked about all of their recent success. I started by asking if they had any notion or hint that they would win the Juno. Now, by the way, in the background, uh, halfway through the interview, interview, you'll start hearing a bit of Bob Dylan, one of several artists they like to listen to on the bus, including one that might surprise you. Um, I don't think we went into it with any expectations either way. Um, you know, we were just happy to be there, and, uh, and we just enjoyed the experience as much as we could and tried not to think about it. <laughs> and uh, how did it feel uh, uh, to win? Uh, it, uh, we were all pretty ecstatic. Um, you know, it was, uh, like I said, we really weren't setting ourselves up for, for either result. So, um, 
you know, it, we were just ecstatic. Uh, it's, uh, I can't really describe the feeling. It was, it was pretty incredible. It's quite a, it's quite a heavy uh, statuette. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, we don't actually, we don't have them yet. Um, funny story, and I've, I've said this to a few people. Um, they actually give you a fake Juno when you win. What? Yeah, um, because they uh, they don't inscribe all of the winners yet. Okay. Um, I guess I, I suppose that makes it easier to you know find whatever closet they're all sitting in before the show. <laughs> um, and so they actually give you just a blank one, and uh, and as soon as you walk out the room, they take that away from you. And you go up to a press room where you do a bunch of photos yeah. with some more fake Junos. <laughs> and then you go to another room where you talk to the press while you're holding another set of fake Junos. So, and then, and then uh-huh. they yank that out of your hands when you leave. Yeah, and, and then, well, and that's good because then you go out and party and there's all these there's free drinks everywhere. And, uh, you know, the probability that you would destroy your Juno would be pretty high, I think. <laughs> right, so um, it's really for your own good. Y- yeah, exactly. And did you manage to meet uh, Neil Young or anything like that? Uh, no, but he definitely, you know, walked by our table at the gala dinner within a couple feet of us, and we were pretty starstruck. No kidding. And I mean, that, that's, that must be a little bit surreal to have, you know, uh, come so far in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely surreal. Okay, now let me ask you about uh, how this, this tour is going. I read on, uh, on your, your blog, <clears throat> excuse me, I read on your blog today that uh, you've been quite impressed with the the US of A. Right, yeah. I actually haven't updated our our blog in quite some time. Um, and that's mostly because I think in the last blog post, as I described, it's so easy just to, you know, do an update on Twitter and Facebook and leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're in Canada right now, and uh, it feels like a year ago we were in the US, but um, <laughs> I think it was only three weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it, it was amazing. Um, it's always, you know, we've only toured Canada before, and we're pretty familiar with the landscape, and as beautiful as it is, um, it's, it's amazing to see something totally new and, and exciting, and uh, I don't think any of us were really prepared with, uh, for, for quite how beautiful the drives were going to be. And uh, speaking of going to new places, you'll be going to the UK in uh, a little while. Yeah. So more, uh, more new scenery to be seen there, hey? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I think that one we're going to be... Uh, Spending most of our time trying to stay on the left side of the road window. <laughs> right. Now, in terms of um, uh, new material, uh, where are you guys at? Uh, we have about ten new songs written. Uh, you know, a few more, maybe skeletons of songs. Hoping, hoping we can get a few more done in the next couple months. And, uh, and we've actually set July aside uh, to record a new record. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes um, to, to talk to us. What is? I have to ask you, what is that? Uh, what is that music in the background? Oh, uh, oh wow! You can hear that. <laughs> Our van is like a fifteen passenger van. I can't believe you can hear it all the way to the front. I'm at the back. Van is just blasting some Bob Dylan to drive. Oh, nice. Is that is that what you guys like to get down to uh, as you're driving? Oh, it's a it's a totally eclectic mix. Anything from from Bob Dylan to you know the the latest record to come out of Vancouver. Uh, I think right before that we listened to We Are The City's new EP, the high school EP. Lady Gaga too? Uh, actually, not Lady Gaga, but yes, Kesha. We've, uh, oh. yeah, our, our US tour, we uh, we played Kesha quite a lot. Good, good stuff. All right. Well, thanks. Great pump up jams. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah you got to get uh, you got to get amped up. Whatever it takes, right? Whatever yeah, music yeah, gets you there. <laughs> you got to mix it up a little. 
And that's Tyler from Said the Whale admitting that they listened to Kesha on the bus. Uh, they will never live that down, <laughs> I am sure. No, I kid. But anyway, uh, Said the Whale is coming to the Commodore on Saturday, April the 23rd with none other than Tokyo Police Club. So that should be a huge show this Saturday. Um, you can get more information. Oh, there they are now. You can get more information on that at www.saidthewhale.com. So we'll leave you with a little bit of this song, which is called BC... Uh, what does that say? Orienteering. BC Orienteering. Um, and uh, we'll be back with more Arts Report. Stay with us. One false step can mean stay in the night. the whale with bc orienteering they're coming to the commodore on saturday april the 23rd you can get uh, more information at said you can get more info from our website too uh, citr.ca and that has links to all the features and events that we have on today's show and it also has links to all of our pages our twitter feed our facebook page which we just recently put up our youtube channel which has uh, more and more interviews uh, every week and all that good stuff. So check out our website, citr.ca. Now then, 
Oh yeah, we want to give uh, tickets away to uh, Panther and the Superfly, uh, as well as a slew of other bands. Uh, they're coming uh, April the 29th, and we're going to give those tickets away after the next interview. So get your dialing fingers ready. We're going to give two free tickets away to see Panther. We'll play a song of theirs after the next interview. So stay with us for that. Now then. After just two years, Pump Trolley Comedy has quickly made a name for itself in the Vancouver comedy scene with appearances at the Olio Festival, Victory Square Block Party, and now with a regular gig at the China Cloud Theatre. So Nick and Ember, two of the eight talented comedians of the group, came down to CITR for an interview ahead of their next show on April the 26th to talk about how uh, their work has evolved over the years and also about their oddly similarly named arch nemesis, Dump Trolley. But first, I asked them how it feels to do one show a month versus the one show a week they used to do when they first started. We do shows every other month, the third Tuesday of the month at the China Cloud downtown. Um, And although we produce less shows, we take way more time to write them, rehearse them, uh, make sure that they're the highest quality they can be. We have a six-week process uh, where we write them, edit them, rehearse them, run the show, do dress rehearsal. Yeah. That almost sounds like more work. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not doing less work. <laughs> we're just right, we're just producing less material. Like. And 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 it's tricky though because obviously you can't uh, when you're rehearsing you don't have a script that you can just memorize the lines for and then perform them. This is it's still improv. Tell me a bit how you balance uh, preparation with spontaneity. Um, well, I mean, it, it's just about being like sort of present and aware. I, uh, that's, I mean, that's improv kind of thing. You're just always, you're just always ready to, you know, you're just in that character or whatever. So is that um, what you're doing in rehearsal is trying to kind of, um, make yourself, uh, more kind of focused, more present, more sort of, uh, in the scene? Yeah, our rehearsals, when we actually do rehearsals, we'll do the written material we do with sketch, Mm. and then uh, occasionally we'll have an improv rehearsal where we'll just work on playing together, knowing each other's habits on stage, Uh. so we can know what the other person is thinking. Yeah, they're they're uh, I guess they're they're kind of distinct entities in that in that sense, improv and our sketch. Um, Although (laughs) I think a lot of us write uh, our sketches. Just winging and just going at it with an improv kind of style. Um, okay, but it is, but, but it is a mix of the two. Yeah. Ah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that's what you'll be doing at um, at the China Cloud. Will be a mixture of, uh, of sketch and improv. Yeah. Most, uh, I'd say eighty percent sketch. Yeah. Twenty percent improv. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now tell me about this this venue. Uh, I've never been there. What's it like? Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's awesome. uh, the China Cloud Theater. It's um, uh, it's like on the top floor of a uh, uh, building in Chinatown, mm. at, like Maine and Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a shared space with uh, other uh, artists, and musicians, and uh, comedians, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's you know, uh, you know local artists art up on the wall. There's a, there's like a, a recording studio in the in the mm. in the space, kind of thing. So it's a very creative space. It's a very creative space, uh, and just a. It's a really warm, welcoming environment to, yeah, uh, to the do actual, comedy. The actual theater where we do our shows is very like cozy and welcoming. It's a little bar off on the side and couches and chairs. And 
I think it's a really nice space to do a show. Yeah, in. it's uh, n- yeah, it's uh, it's always you know very warm and like a really good space to do comedy. What also, we have stage lights, which is <laughs> a treat. <after laughs> How novel! Doing shows in bars and things like that. You yeah. actually get nice lights on your face. You're not performing right next to the front door anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you got to start somewhere, though. <laughs> well, you did get to welcome everyone as they came in, so that was nice. That's true. <laughs> You're late. Come on in. You're almost like a bouncer as well yeah. as a performer. <laughs> hey, should you be here? <laughs> Are you of age? Show yeah. Yeah. Um, this now, is not the show you're looking for. And tell me about your your rivals. They're always sort of uh, nipping yeah. at your heels. What are they called? Uh, yeah, we can't get rid of them. We can't get rid of our rival. Our, our rival is uh, Dump Trolley. Mm. Yeah. They suck. They're really shitty. And they are hell-bent on taking us down. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Why are they so malicious? <laughs> they, uh... I think they're jealous. Oh yeah, no, it's just it's solely rooted in jealousy. They <laughs> they don't they don't have a space to perform in, so they're just doing it around dumpsters. They don't, they don't have a website. They don't have a venue. They've yet to put on a single show. Yeah. Ever, but they, they just hate us. Yeah, in, incessantly mock us. They named their group like a a mockery of our name. Yeah, and they call and, and they call our group plump tranny <laughs> so it just it's terrible we hate dump trolley and we love you Thank, thanks for coming down yeah anytime yeah is there anything else you'd want to you'd want to throw into the interview um uh the uh, uh the other thing that i would might want to mention is uh uh we do we do shows every other month on the third tuesday of every month uh uh, the opposite uh, third Tuesday uh, at the China Cloud is a, an improv show that uh, two of the members are three of the members of Pump Trolley produce. Mm-hmm. It's called Ten Speed, and it's just uh, the best uh, improvisers in the city doing improv. So ten awesome. sets of improv. So yeah. third Tuesday of every month is pretty sweet at the China Cloud. Very sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And that's Nick and Ember from Pump Trolley Comedy, which are presenting Citizen Sketch at China Cloud uh, Theatre on April the 26th. And just listening back to that, I realized how nice Nick and Ember were to me uh, because I asked all these, you know, the show is called Citizen Sketch, which might be a hint that it's mostly sketch. And I keep babbling on in the interview about improv and how, how to do improv and how to rehearse for improv. And they're like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And they just went, along with me and gently reminded me that it's a 80% sketch and 20% improv. But that just means I get to remind you of that here. So it all works out. Now, um, Citizen Sketch, uh, as I said, is coming to China Cloud Cloud Theater on April the 26th. Doors are at 8.30 and the show is at 9 p.m. Tickets to that are $5 and they are available at the door. And you can get more info at www.pumptrolleycomedy.com. And we have a link to that website from our website, citr.ca, as well as all the other features we have on today's show. You can get links to those websites and, and ticket selling information there. Now, I promised some free tickets to a show, and I, I feel it is only fair. That, uh, that we give those tickets away now. Can we quietly put on a bit of uh, a Panther? Um, any, any, any song will do. What do we, what do we have there? Uh, who's to Say. There we go. It's called Who's to Say. 
And uh, anyway, we'd like to give you two tickets. Uh, and this show is coming up on April the 29th. And we want to give you two tickets. So uh, there's tons of bands, but uh, this is Panther. Panther will be here with the Superfly. So if you want tickets, now is the time to call. The number is 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. So give us a ring, and we'll be back with more art support very soon. Like a spiral, sending all your thoughts coming at you like a wave. That's title, vital sign. Powerful like what you see when you catch a flat line. Don't worry, your heart is still beat like mine. The only side effect is that your teeth might grind. I get to put a plan in place to save earth and its race. Orthodoxy is over state. Think about it. Who's to say vision is not to be spotted? Or euphoria is not to be worn away up and out of space? No haste. This is my place. Got all the time in the world to waste. I'm up and out of space. No haste. This is my place, and it must be fake. I'm all the way up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, got all the time in the world to waste. I'm up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, got all the time, and it must be fake. I am the dog to your light, free fall of your flight. High as a kite, token stick, call me Panther or call me Blake. We got questions, and they all got answers that we're not supposed to know. Like the cure to cancer or the real facts of astronomy. Probably a grab a spaceship and dip quick. Travel nine planets swiftly, don't matter if you miss me. I'm going very far Like is a way to blow up with real stars I don't see no one above me Nobody ever Can't even see no one below me I don't know where you are Y'all off my radar I spit the shit to watch your face scar Spit hard MCs don't even know where to start Yo, the state we were born in adapted Caption with a little bit of that substance Matter in your brain Just rushing through your veins And driving you crazy insane A level and you all the way up And out of space, no haze my place, got all the time in the world to wait. I'm up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, and it must be fake. I'm all the way up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, got all the time in the world to wait. I'm up and out of space, no haste. This is my place, and it must be fake, yeah. I got to put a plan in place to save Earth and its race. Orthodoxy and sober state. Think about it. Who's to say vision is not to be spotted? Or euphoria is not to be wanted? You never really know which way to go. It could be enlightening, but some would find it kind of frightening. Like lightning, but I'm just saying. In life, you gotta gain as much freedom as you can. Whether you're in outer space or you're living on land. If you're lost, just follow the ink marks. I'm a drop from my pen. Burn down the street, hot, giving people tans. Van City Panther, go ahead and take a glance. Are you interested in radio but not quite sure how to get involved? CITR is the place for you. We are a volunteer-driven campus and community radio station with a variety of volunteer opportunities. Want to become an on-air programmer? Learn about promotions? Maybe become a news or arts reporter. Come learn about all the ways you can become involved at CITR. Volunteer orientations are held on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 p.m. If the first Monday falls on a statutory holiday, the orientation moves to the second Monday. Visit citr.ca for more information. Hey, and we're back on the Art Support here on CITR 101.9 FM. The comedy Mambo Italiano premiered 10 years ago in Montreal, just after September 11. And despite the doom and gloom of those days, or maybe because of it, it became an instant success. It turned out people wanted to laugh. 
The show is a coming out story about a young man, Angelo, the son of Italian immigrants, struggling to find a way to tell his parents that he's gay. Joe Galaccio played Angelo's stubbornly closeted boyfriend in the original production and is now playing Angelo himself. We talked about how this story continues to resonate with all different kinds of audiences. But first, here he is talking about Mambo Italiano's beginnings. It was funny, at the time we were in rehearsals for the first uh, uh, run of it and 9-11 happened. Right. And we all figured, well, no one's going to come to this to see this play. Uh, but in fact, uh, people came out in droves. Um, and I think um, basically at the time... Uh, it, it, it's a play filled with, with lots of easy laughs, I guess. Sure. Uh, and that was a real release, I think, for folks at the time. It made it a huge, phenomenal success. I think we were extended that for 12 weeks in that particular run. Um, so people really just, just wanted to laugh after all the sort of tragedy yeah, of the times? Just, you know, I guess everyone at the time figured, well, the, the world was going to come to an end. <laughs> right. We'll just laugh. I want to ask you uh, how, you know, if you've seen it sort of evolve over these 10 years, and, and like you say, it was a sort of different climate um, culturally, politically uh, 10 years ago. I wonder in the sense of, of uh, the gay community, do you think, do you think it's, it has the same punch, or I guess, or I guess how do you think it's uh, evolved over those years? You know, in the last little while we've had the um, It Gets Better campaign, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, so how does it fit into to 2011? Well, it's funny. Even even in two thousand and one, uh, I think I, I think you know the play. It wouldn't necessarily be categorized as a gay play uh, mm -hmm. when um, you know when the um, I guess when the, uh, the theater critics sort of look at the play or, or from from that particular political uh, viewpoint. Um, but it does deal with these themes. I think on a broader sort of uh, um, general public level. Um, it, it, the, the, the issues are always relevant, mm -hmm. and as you mentioned, of course, it, it gets better and, and all of that. We've, um, we've just come from a run in Kamloops to play, uh, this is a co-pro with, um, with Western Canada Theatre, and um, the audiences there just loved the show. We played <laughs> to um, sold-out uh, audiences, and I think the litmus test was really um, the high school matinee audience. Right. Um, where the kids were just... Um, it's funny, the play... The play sort of revolves around the story of Angelo's character that I play, who decides to out himself and his boyfriend mm -hmm. to, you know, their their traditional sort of old world parents. Um, on any other night, the um, the parents um, who are played wonderfully by, by by some great actors in our in our production are are they really get the, the sort of like the lion's share of the the laughs and sort of the support, I guess, from the um, the, the general audience. Oh yeah. On the uh, on the on the days that we play to uh, the high school audiences, um, I I just felt this tremendous wave of uh, empathy uh, for my character, hmm. and and the, the parents are sort of booed and hissed almost, <laughs> uh, not literally, but yeah, you, yeah. you really sense that 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 juxtaposition. Um, I just think that uh, you know, especially for uh, for younger adults or or, uh, or teenagers, uh, as we've seen in the most recent uh, past. That uh, it is always a relevant story, and um, and I should I dare say, <laughs> in a, in a in a town like Hamlet's, uh, possibly more so than um, than I guess in other cities. I've I've been in productions in Montreal and Toronto, and also in Ottawa of mm -hmm. this show, um, and, and audiences have um, have all found it funny and all found it poignant. I've had I can't tell you the number of of um, of men 
uh, mm-hmm. grown men who've come to me after shows, uh, both in Montreal and Toronto, uh, who've uh, you know who've come up to uh, to thank me or us, I suppose, for uh, for telling their stories. So uh, hmm. you know, I think as much as we think uh, you know we've evolved or we've we've come a long way, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there are certain things that are uh, there's still are, still more to go. Mm-hmm, yeah, still yeah. more to go. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, what about uh, how about your your character? What is the what is the greatest uh, challenge for this part, or what is um, what is the most interesting about this guy that you've seen over over these ten years? Well, it's funny. I, I when I this is the first time I get I get to play Angelo. I'd originally p- performed the other uh, side of the uh, of the couple, uh, ah. Nino, yeah. who is the uh, the very closeted um, uh, man who um, who. Um, it's kind of stubbornly denies, stuck in his old way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want? And then, and now I've with this production. That's part of the reason why I was I was so enthused to relive it again because I get to play from the other side. Um, wow, that's quite a change. Mm-hmm, it is sort of uh, trying to remember what lines are are mine, <laughs> not to say the other <laughs> character on the other fellow's lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been an interesting exercise in that way. Um, but I, th- I think with Angelo, uh, the most challenging part I think is just to keep him. Um, to keep him sympathetic, I think, because he does—he um, is forced to um, to say and do some 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 awful things, but but rightfully so because he is backed against uh, a corner. Great. Well, thanks so much, and uh, break legs with the rest of the run. Thank you. Hope to see you at the theater. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and that is Mambo Italiano, and that was Joe Galaccio telling us about the show, which is running now until April the 30th, and tickets range from $17 to $29, and this is all taking place at the Firehall Arts Centre, and their website is, not surprisingly, firehallartscentre.ca. You can also get more information from our website, citr.ca. Now, we still have one more feature to tell you about after the break, and that one is on uh, Puddle City Arts. But, um, what's, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm a little distracted here because it's 420, and 420 is all about smoking doobies. Wow. Wait, do we have a sound effect? We're trying to have stupid weed sound effects, and it's not working. It just that's just a lighter noise. Preview. <laughs> wow, four twenty is awesome. Okay, that's 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 too much. That's too much. Uh, that almost worked. If we only only we didn't have the lady going to preview. Please buy this audio clip, then it would actually feel like we were smoking doobies. Uh, from, no, not doobies. Smoking a bong inside the studio, but instead, um, it just uh, it just sounds really bad. But uh, that's okay. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, but when we return, we will tell you about Puddle City Arts and how they want you. Yes, you. If you are a musician, artist, performer. To, uh, to get involved. They want to help you uh, get out there and play your music to the city. So stay with us. This just in, Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock, CITR 101.9 FM presents Cabaret Radio. Join host Teddy Smooth as he explores the chimerical, the hysterical, the phantasmagorical world of burlesque and cabaret. Tuesday 
Thursday nights at 11 o'clock, CITR 101.9 FM brings you Cabo Radio. And we're back on the Arts Report. We are not done yet. Now, uh, before we get on with the show, uh, we want to tell you about next week's show. Uh, next week, we're going to tell you about a really, really interesting uh, show called The Lawyer Show. Uh, one of Vancouver's most important legal events, this is. And a valued tradition, The Lawyer Show is a fundraiser for two of Vancouver's most cherished theatre institutions, Carousel Theatre and Touchstone Theatre, both charities. Every year, 20 or so lawyers take to the boards to prove that acting and the practice of law have way too much in common. Lines are learned, songs are sung, audiences applaud, money is raised, and fun and friendship abound along the way. Uh, so that's exciting. A bunch of lawyers do uh, acting, a uh, theater show. Uh, you can get more information on this at touchstonetheater.com, and we're working to bring you something for uh, that next week. Also, La Traviata is uh, Vancouver Opera's next production, and uh, we'll, we're working on a story for that, plus uh, a bunch of book coverage. Two books, one called Year, The Year of Broken Glass, and another one called A Description of the Blazing World. Two books that are coming out uh, now. Coming out in the next little while, this seems to be book launch season, or I guess the spring book launch season. So we'll give you the scoop on that. And what's exciting also is that at the Arts Report, we are working on putting together a regular book review, book talk uh, series to be able to do once a month, uh, take a book, preferably something local and interesting. And uh, we're going to review it with, uh, with uh, Discorder's Megan Thompson. Thomas, sorry, Megan Thomas uh, from Discorder. Sorry, it's 420. I'm making all kinds of mistakes. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so that'll be fun. So stay with us over the next few weeks because uh, we're getting into books as well as all our, our other coverage. Also, DOXA, the Documentary Film Festival, is going to be coming your way in a matter of weeks. That's the first week of May. And um, we have just received a huge package of uh, DVD review copies, screeners, yes, um, copies of movies that will be there. So we've got our arts team working very hard to watch movies and uh, to be able to give you a heads up on some of the best of the documentary film festival DOXA, which is coming in the first week of May. All right. Now, two local teachers wanted to give a helping hand to Vancouver's music scene a few years ago. They started up Puddle City Arts, a website and a collective of sorts that aims to promote local unsigned musicians and give more artists a chance to play in venues big and small. And... Nathan Blackburn and Mark Telfer are doing it all for free. All for the love of music. So the two of them popped into our studios and we talked about Puddle City Arts and their next gig at the Railway Club. But first, I asked them what was wrong with the Vancouver music scene, at least a few years ago anyway. Well, first of all, we love the Vancouver scene, but... Um, we're both from Toronto, and cities like Toronto and Montreal really try to develop and have a culture around their own scenes. Um, the you know bands coming out of those cities are really encouraged within the city, but in Vancouver, it's, it's not so much the case. Um, and we saw a lot of the venues, I think, not very open to having local Vancouver musicians. So this is a few years ago, and there's been some yeah. Vancouver bands since, like I don't know, Japan Droids or Bastionat, who are doing really well. Mm-hmm. But um, just as musicians, getting into a club or getting into a venue as a local sort of unknown was pretty difficult around here. So hmm. 
instead of whining about it, <laughs> which we do? did for long enough, <laughs> yeah. uh, we just well, um, failed. Yeah, we made up this thing called Puddle City Arts, and mm-hmm. I don't really know what it is. We just gave it a name so it would sound more official when we sent <laughs> out uh, emails to venues. Right. So it sounds like you, you weren't. You know, it, it wasn't about creating some fancy organization or some bureaucracy. No. It was more about just uh, just getting Vancouver musicians into venues, and luckily um, the Railway Club was all for it. Um, mm. So they invited us down right away, and we just talked about what we wanted to do, um, which is just bring local, independent uh, Vancouver musicians into play once a month, mm-hmm. just to get some exposure. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been doing for a few years now. And you sort of emphasize this the, I don't know how to put this, kind of smaller scale in the sense of not necessarily like a huge uh, stadium, but more like the, the cafes and pubs. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, um, well, I think one of our ideas from the very beginning was that we wanted to to do everything for free. Like we didn't want to spend any money. We didn't want to make any money. So um, we found that a lot of the cafes, uh, smaller bars, some of the clubs like Railway and Cafe du Soleil were backstage lounge, were open to just having us in and just uh, having giving it a shot for having local musicians come in and play. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. We're not you know, trying to grow or... I don't know, fill the Commodore or anything like that, but just uh, provide, I don't know, guess, uh, venues for small-time Vancouver musicians, pr- like day-job musicians, you know, but still want to go out and play at night. Mm-hmm. So that's, and how has it been going since you started this a few years ago? Um, well, I think we're in our third year now throwing the show at the Railway Club, so that's the last uh, Thursday of every month. So the show this month is going to be on the 28th. Yeah. Um, and what the way it's going is that I feel like we've sort of developed a bit of a community, yeah. and that was the intention. Um, so people can go to our website, just www.puddlecityarts.com, uh, check out some of the musicians that have played, go to their websites, check out where they're playing. We have a calendar there, and we encourage people to email us as well if they want or are looking for a venue to play at. Oh, and for sure, yeah. We're pretty if, democratic. In if you're process. listening to this and you've written three songs on your shitty acoustic guitar, like send us an email because you'll play. Well, you know that's what we're sort of looking for: wow. getting first-time people out uh, to play a few of their own songs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome to watch someone play their first show, you know? Yeah. Because, I don't know, I remember how that felt, and it was it's a pretty great thing to see other people. Yeah, uh, it's exciting, out. for yeah. sure. And tell us about the uh, the event coming up on the 28th. Who's who's going to be there? Uh, yeah, so the 28th at the Railway Club. I think we're going to start around 6.30 or 7, and we have uh, Jack Mercer, who is an... He just started playing around a little while ago, maybe a year, a year and a half ago. Um, but he's really doing very well. He's kind of like party, blues, kind of foot-stomping, good times. And uh, who else is playing? Uh, and we also have uh, Scott from uh, the band Local Local Legend. They have mm-hmm. a little bit of their following of their own, Reggie Blackout, and mm-hmm. he's going to do a solo show. And they've played with us, uh, played Couple, for us yeah, several times. times yeah. yeah, and they're an awesome band. And I encourage everybody to come out or go to the website and check out some of the some of the music. Great. Yeah. Great. Is there anything else you'd want to throw in? Um. I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, one of the projects, too, that we have coming up is, um, or that we've done in the past and we're planning on doing, is uh, the Car Free Day in the West End. And we enjoy supporting those types of events as well. So any local-type community event, we're completely on board. So if there's other people planning local events in their communities, Kitsilano, downtown, in the West End, Yeah, we've done a a few shows in the past, charity shows, too, for the... uh, Last year we did a show for the Weekend End Women's Cancers. The last couple of years we did shows for the food bank. 
Yeah. So just um, local musicians, I guess, raising money for good causes right. also is. Uh, and you're always looking for more musicians. Uh, more musicians. That's what we want. Yeah. Join the family. Come out. <laughs> uh, meet some of your fellow Vancouver musicians. Yeah, and it's not even. We're not even restricted to music. Works. We're, we're point, into yeah. just art in general or performance. If you dance, absolutely dance. Cup stacking. Cup stacking <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so. Give us an email, come on out, and... Uh, we need to have a, some magic on the stage at one point. Magic would be of fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> at some point. Absolutely. We've had people read poetry, um, people doing some like freestyle rapping. Like It's been all over the place. It's been great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And that's Nathan and Mark from Puddle City Arts, and they will be at the Railway Club on April the 28th. From about 6.30 until 8.30, so kind of a little bit earlier show, 6.30 till 8.30 p.m., and there's no cover. It is free. You can check it out for absolutely no cost, zero dollars. And if you want to get involved with them, if you are an aspiring artist, musician who, who wants a, a leg up and wants an opportunity to play for an audience, you can uh, find these guys at various places. The easiest is probably just citr.ca, uh, and today's blog post for the Art, Arts Report has uh, all the links and emails to reach Nathan and Mark, but you can go directly to puddlecityarts.com. Or you can go to facebook.com slash puddlecityarts. Um, and they are also connected to our Facebook page, which, uh, if you just type it into the search in Facebook, is Arts Report on CITR. And uh, we just took some pictures here in the, in the studio uh, of us enjoying 420. Haha. And uh, I think we're going to put those up on Facebook so you can see, you can see us hanging out in the studio. Uh, on the Facebook page, so please do that. Now, we have uh, neared, we are nearing the very end of our program, but we want to play a little bit of uh, Puddle City Arts. They, uh, they brought their guitars to the studio yesterday when we recorded that interview and played us a song. So, uh, before we do, I guess uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to say our goodbyes. And, uh, and I'll do what I always do, which is to, to invite you to follow us on Twitter. We are C-I-T-R underscore Arts Report, and you can get... Uh, you know, we like to throw out hints of uh, what's going to be on upcoming shows and links to podcasts. We have also now a YouTube channel. So some of our best interviews get loaded up to YouTube and you can hear the interviews there. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, and of course, our podcast, our weekly podcast is always growing and developing and getting better. And, uh, and we love your support. We love that uh, more and more people are listening to us uh, every week. And that's cool. So you can get a link to that as well from citr.ca. Oh, yeah. And uh, congrats to Ian, who got to those two tickets to Panther and the Superfly coming up uh, next, uh, next week, April 29th. Um, and I guess that's it. Real to Real is the next show. Uh, join us next Wednesday for another exciting edition of the Arts Report. We're going to leave you with a pile of dreams from the guys at Puddle City Arts. Bye-bye. Happy 420! Didn't mean